I feel like I know everything about that Wii era for whatever reason. I was just mm-hmm. like, we we were deep, man. Yeah, I was very very deep in it at that point. <laughs> yeah, we slept outside for a freaking Wii. Hell yeah, that was the right so, decision. Oh yeah, definitely. After, especially <laughs> after working at Best Buy during that time, it yeah. was like dude, it was like almost two years, if not more, yes, before those things it were regularly just yeah. like you can get one. You know. Yes. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. And we are back, as always, to uh, talk about some video games, and we're uh, we're shuffling things around a little bit to make sure I can get my uh, my resolution <laughs> game in this year, and we'll get to that towards the, uh, the end of the episode he uh, here. But the only reason I kind of wanted to mention that off the top is because we're not always... The most like topical, relevant, like talking about the newest game definitely uh, on the podcast here. We try to, you know, we're sometimes new-ish, but uh, yeah, John, you uh, have been playing the newest uh, Battle Royale that uh, just came out kind of out of nowhere. It just yesterday, I, yeah. literally That's yesterday amazing. was recording. the first yeah. day That's of amazing. early access, and it is for Everybody House Games. Uh, well, there's an apostrophe at the end of that, but it's hard to make it uh, <laughs> that when you just say everybody house games. But it's their, like, do I pluralize it or do I? Yeah, Uh-oh. games is uh, <laughs> Babble Royale, which is a battle royale tile based word game like Scrabble or Whoa. Boggle. And, oh. oh, have you not seen this? No. Yeah, oh, oh, you haven't incred- seen like the trailer clip like, or whatever? Just from a concept, oh. it's incredible. Like, so uh, like a battle royale, it is a uh, an arena game where there are multiple people all playing simultaneously. And it starts much like Fortnite or Apex Legends or anything where you are a tile f- cascading down from the, like... <laughs> oh, like, that's awesome. I didn't know that. And so you can see where everybody is landing on the board. So, like, you're moving around to make sure, like, oh, like, uh, there's too many people clustered around that area. No so you're way. trying to f- land in an area that maybe you want to go hot right from the get-go and be in an area around people. Or maybe, you like me, you want to, like, have some room to grow. Of because course. what it is, it's a, you start off with a few tiles and, like, you only have a maximum number of tiles that you can get at a time. And then as you make yeah. more words and as you survive for longer, then you can purchase, like, extra, like, uh, like slots for the tiles that automatically generate over time uh, to, like, fill into your row. Or you can purchase them, like, if, let's say you really need a consonant or a vowel. Those are things that yeah. you can buy but yeah. it plays but it's all in real time right yes. like you're, so you're having to like go into the shop in real time and oh stuff my God. it's it's all on it's all in the UI which is nice which also I didn't oh, know okay. that for the first couple rounds that I played it was only like my most recent one that I was like I looked in the shop and I was like uh which is just on the, like the left corner of the screen and I was like, oh, I can just buy a consonant. That would have been really helpful if I had known that from the get-go. <laughs> but uh, you're si- it's like Scrabble and like the uh, tile, I think, if uh, memory serves, because I did play uh, a word with an X in it, and that was eight points. So I'm pretty sure Hell it's yeah. the same like Scrabble scoring, scoring system. system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, you are playing them, and 
you can play off of your letters, but you can only play off of the last word you have. So, like, let's okay. say you do, like, uh, oh, God, I'm not going to be able to come up with words on the fly <laughs> to do, make an example. But let's say you make one word, like, and then do another word off of that. Uh, the last word you play will be highlighted, and you can only yeah. play off of those highlighted tiles. You can't go back to your first word that you played if you have, like, you know, letters that work better with that. Ooh, like, it's a le- level of strategy there already. I yeah. can feel so, it. So are you essentially controlling, like, one cursor tile at a time? Like, yes. you're kind of moving along? Okay. You are dragging it, and that is, like, where this main speed, like, I've found is, like, difficulty in. Uh, but you can hit spacebar to like submit the word um, and it'll pop if it isn't an accepted word it'll like flash and it'll say like that does not an accepted word <laughs> so like then you're moving around tiles and you can see other people uh, play in real time as well and yeah. if they play off of your I believe currently <laughs> highlighted word then you are killed. And that's how you're removed in like the battle royale sense. And then in addition to that, there is the normal battle royale mechanic of like a closing circle. And if you are like stuck in that circle while it's in like shrinking, then that is another way that you can also be removed. So, so like, does this all just promote just doing short words to well, limit the options mm, and like keep it within the circle? So I I have found there's been already like there's a meta evolving in like people like having different <laughs> strategies. Well, it's and you said it's early access, right? Yes. So like because right right now is it just a blank board that you're falling down onto, or are there any kind of like walls and like blockers? And there stuff are no like that? walls, but there are like bonuses. So there are also power ups okay. that you can purchase with money or you can like if you play over those tiles you'll get like a recycle button or like the one that is most important when you're stuck is the bomb because it removes all gray tiles around your active word so like if you are stuck on like because you've already played a word that prevents you from moving in a good direction right if you use the bomb that it'll clear it out so you just have your highlighted word oh that's sweet but okay it is also a great way to like what I my main strategy that I was doing in my first couple games was I was just doing short words, moving and blocking off the screen from people outside the circle, because then they either had to play into those like uh, old words or like use a bomb, and it was it, it was not like the the highest scoring or impressive when I was yeah. doing words like aim or like cat <laughs> like, but it was very effective in terms of like blocking people but like yeah, yeah cutting people off cutting their path off yeah mm-hmm. i've never made it past fourth place uh so far but i've only played a few games uh but it is it's really fun and it's such a, like Man. a refreshing mechanic for and i've i'm also really bad at fps's so like i've never won a battle royale because i feel like or out of skill it's always been because of luck or survival whereas (laughs) this is the first like battle royale game that i've actually been like oh this is kind of my skill set like i can actually (laughs) compete in this and it's uh it's such a fun and like also the soundtrack is incredible like nice really great like high energy and like uh tense when you're like the circle starts getting down uh just a great game overall 
I want to play that bad. Yeah, yeah it's that's free that early really access fun. on Steam. Battle okay. Royale is just so good. And and how many players do you have? Do you know how many? Like when you play a game, and I'm assuming it's not 99 players no, on a on a Scrabble board because it's it's roughly the same. It's a, <laughs> I'm guessing it's a little bit bigger than a Scrabble board. Um, but yeah. I, I know that there's at least 10, probably around 15 or maybe 20. Like, I don't think it's much more than that. If Pretty that, hectic if you... still then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I it, like uh... that it kind of puts a different twist because like the last time, I mean, I, you know, I'll play a game of like actual Scrabble here and there every now and again. But like Words with Friends was probably the last time I like mm. played any kind of legitimate Scrabble when I would just play like in the early like Facebook game days mm-hmm. and just playing like Words with Friends with people. But it was it just kind of became of like I'm going through the motion and i'm just like trying words and like seeing if it lets me do it or not and like this kind of puts a different twist on scrabble like because like yeah you can like try different words and like whether you know it's a word or not but like you're you're run you're sacrificing time in that case if you don't know it's a word and you're if you end up being wrong like i don't know i I just like that it like i i kind of felt like with words with friends i was like this is i'm just done with scrabble i never have a need to play this type of game again and this feels like a fresh spin on both the Battle Royale and on Scrabble. And the timer really does, like, the real-time aspect of it just makes it so much more, like, different than, like, say, Words with Friends, where it is basically just trying to get the most impressive word down or whatever. Right. Whereas this is, like, got to put out a word as fast as I can and it has yep, to be get good something place. Out there. <laughs> like, the, I, I did watch, one like, the game that I got fourth in, like, I watched that till the end and it was down to the final area which was just a nine or three by three like nine square grid oh geez and it was God. just two players like rush like you could see like the shadows of the tiles as they're laying down and they're just trying to arrange words to play on each other and wow. it was, like, i was so stressed watching it. i was like this rules i love this <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds like a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to give that a try. Me we should too. definitely try to sync up on that. Oh, yeah. So I, yeah, Megan Carnes I saw was on that. Or like, because you can see your friends' leaderboards as well. So I was like, ah. oh, nice. All right, nice. Uh, we should get a little crew going or something. Get a little like uh, in the Discord or something. That'd be a fun little uh, fun session to have or something. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Um, and I guess uh, while we're while we're on the topic of the Discord, uh, a few of us, uh, RP and Dylan in particular, I think. Uh, I maybe a couple others, but the the two of them and then myself, uh, I recently uh, stumbled across this game called Jump Jerboa on uh, the App Store. Actually, it's a it's a mobile game. I, I can't remember who tweeted about it, but I just saw it scrolling through Twitter and I was like, oh, this looks like a nice little uh, like puzzle precision platformer. And it's kind of like Randall. uh I was going to, I don't know exact, this will be coming out after we have this episode, but we already <laughs> <laughs> recorded this here. But like, we've been talking about a lot of the Game Boy games yeah. uh, and like those kind of single screen uh, puzzle platformers and whatnot. And this yep. game kind of really leans into that influence. But like at the same time, it's also an auto runner where like your character, basically it's it's just a game that works perfectly on mobile where like your character is just constantly running sure. and you tap the screen to jump. And those are the mechanics, but simple just inputs. like, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. But uh, but like the games like, uh, you know, the best platformers out there like Celeste or the game, the games that kind of like give you a, a you know, a, a basic move set and then kind of design levels around that. Maybe yeah. throw some new uh, level design elements into the mix as opposed to like giving you new abilities. Uh, and this game, 
again, it's a free to play like app store game. What you can pay two dollars and get like the get rid of all the ads. It just like throws an ad at the end of each world. I think maybe yeah. it might just be randomly inject interjected. Uh, you know, after you play a certain amount of levels, I'm not a hundred percent sure how it works. But basically, there's ten worlds with nine levels each, with a set of like. Yeah, however many gems, it's not always the same amount of gems on each stage, but there's a set of collectibles on each stage and they just kind of do a really wonderful job of just slowly ramping up the challenge and ramping up like again, uh, RP and, and Dylan and I were just kind of going back and forth like, oh, I'm I'm on world five. Oh, I'm on world seven. And it was nice. like one of those situations where it was just like, oh, man, I just ripped through that game in no time flat and partially because it was on my phone and I'm, you know, I'm I'm one to kind of take my switch into bed with me and play a little kingdom or play something like, you know, play something a little more relaxing. But I found myself kind of again and again, like, let me play a little kind of more in the morning. Like I was playing in bed, but more like in the morning while I'm sipping on my coffee. I was just like, let me play a couple uh, like a world or two of Jump Jerboa. And then, yeah, I polished it off this morning. And it does say like after the 10th world, it's like stay tuned for more. And it looks like they're planning on to continue to develop this game. Um, But yeah, it's just like super, super tight controls where it's like, again, your character is kind of always running at all times, but it's these single screen levels. There's no scrolling, but there's just, you know, there's different like springs and there's kind of like DK barrel cannons that uh, you have to like if you hold down your finger, it kind of goes into slow motion. And then when you let go, it launches you out. So you kind of can really fine tune where you're aiming it. And nice. Like really kind of if you want to get all the collectibles, you really kind of have to finesse like, oh, like. Yeah, you could launch yourself off the cannon straight to the exit door on on the stage. But if you like bank yourself off of this one wall and at just the right angle, you're going to get those three extra gems. And, you know, it's just for the sake of getting the gems, I guess, and say, saying you collected them all and getting the Why two not? stars on each stage. But, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm not always a, a 100 percent uh, gamer these days. But when it comes to like <laughs> a, a precision platformer, I tend to to go for it and yeah i got all the all the collectibles all the nice. coins i died like 344 times i think <laughs> oh, it was um oh, although man. i did i fared a little better than both dylan and rp so i, th- I think they were both <laughs> in the 400 range um Sheesh. or at least right around there but yeah just a really really super fun I'm, again i'm glad i just kind of stumbled across this one it's got really great like just super minimalist it's just got a great sense of style uh the only gripes i would have is just like it's kind of repetitive on the soundtrack i think there's only one song that just kind of plays in the background but at the same time i see a lot of people when it comes to mobile games going hey how come i can't mute the music of the game so i can just like listen to a podcast and play the game so i i kind of get the just like hey here it is and it's a mobile game and you know it is what it is but Mm -hmm. the mechanics are super fun there's like screen wrapping there's collecting keys they just keep keep throwing stuff into the mix and and just kind of it never gets too challenging where it's frustrating, um, but at the same time, the the challenge gets they they just really walk a fine line of of scratching that itch when it comes to like the challenge and and being super fun. Nice, but uh, yeah, I guess we can kind of keep the the train rolling on the new ish games. Yeah, and, uh, toss the ball over to Randall here. Yeah, so I have been playing, and I, I think I've seen most of the tracks although i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that definitively but i i feel like yeah. I, all the tracks i was easily able to unlock i've seen but it's cruising blast the latest yes. in the cruising series which most people know cruising usa uh like mid to late 90s very cruisin famous exotica. arcade yeah cruising exotica mm-hmm. cruising world 
all those games that came out during that like Nintendo 64 through Dreamcast era kind of time period. Yep. Yeah. Like 96 through like 2002 type of time. Yeah. Um, just really fun, dumb, but in a good way, <laughs> arcade racers, very just straightforward, you know, I, I, I've always loved arcade racers. Like even on this podcast, I've, I've talked about, you know, Hydro yeah. Thunder Hurricane and the virtual racing re-release that happened on Switch and stuff like that. Like it's definitely one of the genres or sub-genres, I guess, that I get into a lot. It's just Did like we talk fun. about Hot Shot on the podcast? Hot Shot Racing? Oh yeah, so, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. That's another we talked great about Hot one Shot too. too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we love, yeah, we I, racing games are awesome. Yes, especially arcade racers. Like the real yeah. sim racers are are okay. Like of course, like those games are beautiful and there's people yeah. that are like way more into cars that probably get a lot out of those games. That's mm, not yeah. me. Uh but like arcade racers are a whole different beast and I just love them for that just arcade racing feel. You know, closer to the the Mario Kart end of the scheme rather than the Gran yep. Turismo or, you know. Yeah, it's like Forza. it's like Mario Forza, Kart yeah. without the weapons, basically. Right. Right. So Cruise and Blast, you know, is basically the revival of the Cruise series. It, it actually was an arcade game first in 2017, and then they ported it to Switch oh, oh, and nice. that released in uh, September. I was unaware. I mean, like, what, what do arcades even mean these days? But kudos to them. Right. They released, you know that so that's that's cool um but it's great like they nailed it 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 feels just like another one of those cruising games but like with a few new elements that at least i wasn't familiar with from cruising usa time which you know i have the most familiarity with you know usa world exotica those Mm -hmm. games but there was a few they released after um but you know real simple straightforward arcade racer totally like off the wall stuff um but simple controls like you know a for gas r is drift and with drift you can like get an extra boost a la mario kart or a lot of games like that um l is your nitro boost which you get like a limited amount of in each race um but you can buy extra with this like in-game cash that you're getting by doing um, you know, special tricks or finding secrets or whatever, or, you know, getting first place versus fourth place gives you more cash for the next tour or track that you're going to take on. Um, but this is, you know, it's cruising, so it's not taking itself seriously at all. Like mm-hmm. there's regular cars, but then you're unlocking, like you can play as a Triceratops or, you know, <laughs> a UFO or a fire truck or a unicorn or like all kinds of crazy shit. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So and and like Fiona's really into unicorns right now, so I'm excited to show her that game. Oh, that's so can, amazing! That's awesome. You know, I've been, and you can level up the cars or unicorns, so like <laughs> it's getting faster over time. And you know, you can unlock uh, as you increase levels, you can unlock like neon lights on your yes. unicorn. And <laughs> Perfect. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you gotta pimp. You gotta pimp that ride. Exactly. Yeah. Add the add the fish tank. You know, on the side. <laughs> whatever um (laughs) onto your triceratops sure why not um (laughs) but yeah besides just the standard racing you know it's it's like a a 10 person race but you kind of always start in the back um but you can destroy other cars by ramming them into the sidewalls which i don't remember if that was the case in cruising usa necessarily um but it's super satisfying here and it's a good strategy if you can do it without losing too much of your own speed in the process because yeah. like they regenerate, but like they're, they're losing some seconds off of the race and pole position in the process. If they try to like zoom past you on a nitro boost, you just like bent, run them right into the wall. 
So you see him coming up. So, okay. Okay. So it's not like, cause I know some racing games will kind of have like a damage meter essentially nope. to the car. Like almost like F zero. Right. Where, and then, and then essentially you kind of burn out once you fill that damage meter. Yep. Nope. No damage meter. You just like get smashed or you don't. Um, you do more smashing than you take in my experience. Okay. Um, yeah, you can do wheelies. That'll give you more cash and that lets you jump over cars. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's real stupid fun and, and like the type of arcade racer that I'm totally about. And then it's, it keeps unlocking new, new racers and it for a while, new tracks. Um, there's at least 24 tracks here. So pretty good for an arcade racer. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I, I love arcade racers and I'm very glad that I bought this one physically cause it's going to stay Ooh, in my collection. Nice. I'm, I'm very into it. And that's cool. Like the fact that it came out in arcades, like, cause I feel like the last time I was in an arcade, it felt like it was all mobile games. Like it was like every, yeah. every arcade game was basically like a giant touchscreen right. yeah. of like cut the rope or and all these like, or, just like, yeah. the, exactly. Yeah. Like. Which, to be honest, some of those games are kind of fun. Like, yeah. they do kind of, like, Doodle Jump does have an arcade quality to yeah. it. I didn't try the arcade version, but, like, it, it is cool to see, like, oh, man, why don't we actually just make another cruising game? That Hell, yeah. I'm, I'm sure the arcade version has, like, the whole, you know, the bucket seats and the Probably. the actual steering wheel and everything, so. Which is cool, because, like, this, this version, the Switch version, has those 24 tracks, but it, originally it was an arcade game, and there's six tracks in that arcade game. They also brought those versions of those tracks in a separate mode on this game, too. So you could play nice. the arcade experience, essentially, at home as well. So, yeah, like the, it's cruising. So it's not like you're getting blown away by the graphics and it's on switch only. So it's, you know, but who cares? Like it's mm-hmm. an arcade racer and it's it's fun. It, it kind of it kind of looks like a GameCube era game, but in a good way. So yeah. I'm like, I'm totally into it. That's a selling yeah. point for me. I like, know. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah, again, a, a racing game that doesn't necessarily take itself too seriously. Not at all. Is they're, they're a little bit fewer and further between these days, especially if it's not a kart racer. So Right, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I didn't even know it existed. So Yes, check it out. It's good. Nice. Well, I guess I, I talked about a little mobile game action. Why don't I toss it over to you for some uh, some mobile game action and some more Discord? We've been talking about uh, Clicker Heroes at the very least in the in the Discord. So why don't we toss it over your way, John? Yeah, like Zandan and the Discord was talking about how she was playing Clicker Heroes again, and that was that was a name I hadn't heard in a long time. That was a, <laughs> a game I played on my laptop back when i had one rip all those years ago and like yeah god i was i was playing it at that time when it was web-based only and i actually downloaded it for steam like uh, zandan was playing it on mobile and i i found out like they had it on steam and you used to be able to like save i think it was even just like a a rich text file was your save because you would (laughs) be able to load that by just putting plugging that back in and i think it (laughs) honestly still does that but it just like refreshes it more often and automatically loads it if you do it through steam which is nice (laughs) but like clicker heroes is a clicker game much like cookie clicker or I'm trying to think of what were the other ones that were the big like an ones. idol game candy of some kind. Uh, candy box I think was one of them, but yeah, Clicker Heroes was the it's different in that like you were 
you know, buying heroes that would like they had DPS that would automatically attack the enemies that would populate on screen. And then every five uh, areas you would get to a boss and then you'd have to like you had a timer of like 30 seconds that you needed to click really fast or at least have (laughs) enough DPS that would take down their health bar in those 30 seconds. And Mm -hmm. it was all just like like every clicker game is just incredibly more increasingly more ridiculous numbers of damage (laughs) that you need to do and like gold that you need to spend in order to do it but Mm -hmm. in the time that i had been away from the game there had so many mechanics had been added and discarded along the way uh i think like i saw that the last maybe update was in 2017 where like it shows pops up when you load the oh. game so okay it, it had been a while since i yeah. played um, <laughs> yeah i didn't realize it was that old yeah oh yeah like there had been entire like ancients which are after you've like ascended which is when you reset the whole progress so you can summon ancients which will exponentially increase the damage you do or the gold that you get or the like it reduces the health of the bosses like and then they added transcension which resets all the ascensions you've done and but then you like even more exponentially like multiplies that so it is just doing more and more ridiculous numbers like (laughs) faster and faster until you know it is like oh it used to take me like like an hour to get to level 100 now it takes me te- like 10 minutes to get to oh like level a thousand like oh it is <laughs> and it are are you essentially like are the numbers just going like is there any strategy to the way the numbers are going up or are you essentially just going through the motions because I, I just feel like the only reason i ask it that way is because i do feel like just the the name or the genre idle game or clicker game kind of like implies almost like a passive quality to the game in in a way so the thing that i've 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 been thinking about this a lot as i've been playing this game a lot uh yeah i've been thinking it as like a resource management sim where you're like it if you let it like the amount of player interaction that is necessary for you to advance to the next thing which is just purchasing new uh hero levels or leveling them up like it's it's just a little bit of engagement of having you click a few times that and then it will exponentially increase the like numbers going up because (laughs) if you let it go like it would take years of like those like very slow methodical numbers of like you it just needs you to do that little bit of player interaction to get over the next hump and like that. And yeah, just keep doing that until you reach a point where it would take just too long and then you ascend or you transcend and you reset the whole process and then you do it faster. And it's, (laughs) that's all it is. Like it's just a little bit of like, like play in terms of like, you know, Oh, like I will make it go fast. You can, involve yourself to make it go as fast as you want but it is just a machine that will run on its own forever and like (laughs) yeah it's it's very interesting as a concept and i think clicker heroes is probably like my the most enjoyable version of an idol game in that in that like specific distilled genre but uh it was really interesting that i had played uh Babel Royale because that was made by Everybody House Games and I had 
played another clicker game from Everybody House Games called Universal Paperclips, which came out mm-hmm. in 2017. And okay. I cannot believe that I, I feel like I must have talked about this on the podcast before because Universal Paperclips is one of my favorite games in like in an abstract way or in like really just in a conceptual way experience way yeah it takes yeah around two days of time as an an idle game to like see everything like if you're not you know actively playing it for two days straight if you like say have a job like you can just (laughs) leave it running as you go away go do like chores and and it takes around like I think two days to see everything there is to say in that game. And I don't necessarily want to get into specifics on universal paperclips. And also if like you really don't want any spoilers, I would say just skip ahead a bit, but we got timestamps. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but universal paperclips, I will say is probably the best critique of capitalism that any game has ever done. Oh. And like, oh, okay. honestly, most media has ever done like all right in a really affecting way and and i don't know if it's just like the current landscape of nfts and like web3 that yeah. has really yeah. made like universal paperclips a very like prescient piece of media <laughs> because at it's the concept of universal paperclips is that you are an ai tasked with making paperclips and you have it's like a clicker game like you start doing it like just clicking and that makes more paper clips as you click and then you unlock the ability to automatically make paper clips and then over time you're like well i can more efficiently make paper clips if i harvest like the material to make paper clips from the earth and if mm-hmm. then i can devote all resources on planet earth into making paper clips because <laughs> that is what I am designed to do. And it just explodes from there until like the sole purpose of your existence is to make paper clips. Well, and that is at the, at the sacrifice of everything else in That's right. existence. Well, it's like the whole, like, a, you know, if you program a robot to yeah. do whatever, it's like, where does it draw the line, you know? And it is such a great game and like if it's a really enjoyable experience like and it's really well written and it's really it does some of the like fun weird things that uh like candy box would do or it like candy box started off as like ascii art that then like just gets more and more ridiculous and like involved and universal paper clips does the same but it's it's such a great use of the genre of idle games or clicker games that like right. it is so like uh, like universal paperclips is an incredible game and i'm also just so thrilled that they made babel royale because that is also <laughs> completely different like not even remotely related but still just a f- incredible like game dev team man yeah, because really my only like knowledge of the clicker genre outside of just like the couple people I've chatted about it with is like cow clicker. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, and that was kind of more of like a commentary on the clicker genre in yeah. and of itself. But this is like sounds like a commentary, like taking it to the next level, like not just of the genre, but like of, of it's so, everything. <laughs> it's so weird that I, I do think that that's like unique to the clicker genre is that it's very like navel gazy and like 
let's think about let's talk about what games are like and what is like the enjoyment that we receive from games and i think the genre like one is like very good like in a good place to discuss that and also two also really just good if you need a quick dopamine hit (laughs) yeah and then you get into what is production and how much is mass production how much production do we need (laughs) for what end yep yes just knowing john's like spreadsheet and accounting background i feel like this is like just screaming your name so Uh, my my only my only hope is that i was able to walk away at one but one point before so i'm hoping that i'll be able to again but (laughs) until then (laughs) yeah well, uh, yeah, before we wrap things up tonight, uh, I, nothing like cutting it close. And like I said, we even had to rearrange some of the order of these episodes here uh-huh. uh, behind the scenes to to squeeze this one in. I was kind of technically kept, still 2021. That's right. Yep, I kept I kept uh, messaging uh, Randall and John like, hey, I, am I going to have to squeeze this into a save it for the cast? Like, are you guys available this week? Let's see what we can do here. But uh, but yeah, I finally, finally uh popped up uh, well for that matter i booted up my ps4 for the first time in ages and it was kind of, right. it was giving me some trouble at first but i think it just needed to to i don't know warm up a little bit i guess it doesn't but, like uh, it when you turn it off when it doesn't know you're going to by the way that takes a while <laughs> it yeah it was re- it was giving me a hard time like for a second because my ps3 overheats and like I've, i'm sure i've mentioned it at some point on the podcast before but like it's one of my only consoles i've ever had that's like kind of died on me is my ps3 yeah. so i was like oh no is the ps4 going the way of the 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 ps3 but not so much and i went back and i mean i guess i could have bought this game's available on virtually every platform at this point but i i do own it on my ps4 uh, and it's hyper light drifter and it was my resolution game for 2021 and uh i will say before i even get into the game i really love the dual shock 4 controller i don't know Mm -hmm. what it is about that controller, controller but like the two and maybe it's because i've been using that 8-bit dough on my pc game mm-hmm. so much but yeah like the the two joysticks side by side as opposed to being like having the one kind of up like the uh, either the pro controller or the on the switch or the xbox controller like with the joysticks kind of offset as opposed to being both on that lower level on the playstation controllers like i don't know what it is but it's just it's way more comfortable to me um yeah that's i i would disagree with you but i i know there's there's people like 50 50 on each side i definitely prefer the the offset method but i love where the d-pad is placed on the ps4 controller so it's like yeah it's kind of a just pick your poison maybe yeah 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 um and, and I wonder, you know, as much as this game, Hyperlight Drifter, like kind of, you know, it's a top down. If you're if you happen to somehow not be familiar with this game, it's like a top down, you know, almost looks like it would play like a twin stick shooter, but it actually doesn't. You actually uh, you're not using the right stick to aim in any capacity. You're actually just like you hold down one of the triggers to lock yourself in place and then use the same trigger or uh, the same joystick that you would use to move around to aim. So it's almost like almost like in a Metroid game where you can kind of lock yourself and then like shoot in a diagonal, you can kind of hold yourself in place and then uh, pick the, you have full 360 aim um, in this case. But um, yeah, I, I finally, you know, this is a game that I've just kind of been putting off for the longest time for whatever reason. I don't know if it, if either of you guys do this where you just kind of have that game where you're like, I feel like I know I'm going to love this game and I just need to kind of commit. I need to be in the right mood sure. or the right yes. frame of mind or whatever it is. And that's sort of why I made it my resolution game. Um, and I don't know why it was that I put it off to the last second. But man, <laughs> am I having the exact opposite experience uh, that I did last year with Undertale? You know, I made that mm. both of these games I was, you know, are 
really well received like really you know when they came out they were kind of a big deal i feel yeah um and both have been out for quite a while and undertale and hyperlight drift ride kind of both built up in my mind is like oh man these are going to be like these quintessential indie games and undertale yeah, for me <laughs> i just bounced off that game and it really fell flat for me in in every way um and i, I was a little disappointed and i was a little bit i guess nervous to go into this one but man and, and even a little bit nervous because lately I've been sort of feeling and I said that I was actually streaming uh, this game earlier today played I've, I'm about three hours into the game uh, played like two hour and a half two hour long sessions or so um, but I was kind of before I started playing this game I was kind of like I'm kind of done with top down games and I think it was even after playing uh, Link uh, Link Between or not Link Between Worlds what's the Link to the uh, Link's Awakening no. Link's Awakening Link's yeah. Awakening the remake they did for the Switch and it yeah, was like yeah. It was, you know, it looked nice, but it kind of ran choppy and it was yeah. like, yep. it it just kind of like in that moment, I was just kind of like, am I done with top down games that are just because like even the Zelda games that I love are just kind of cookie cutter and it's like, go to the dungeon, solve the puzzle. It's like, there's not like a lot of excitement to the gameplay for whatever reason, like the, I, I don't know. I just had been kind of feeling uh, disheartened on top down games recently and Hyperlight Drifter has completely shifted my my train of thought and i like you're so the movement is so fluid and essentially you just essentially have like a melee attack and then you do have your weapon like your guns that you unlock and you i i've only unlocked a second weapon like you have a pistol that you start off with and then you i've unlocked this shotgun that kind of almost like downwell style like when you get different weapons like you have your set ammo bar but like the shotgun i only have three shots with that but when i have the pistol i have maybe like eight or nine shots but Mm -hmm. this game is like as much as it is all about like the kind of atmosphere and setting and vibe and whatnot i mean there's almost no dialogue there there's a little bit you know telling you what buttons to hit and like i because i at one point i thought this game was like completely wordless but there's there's a little bit of stuff going on in there but like all of your currency and all of the like keys you get and i guess like the key logo kind of looks like a key but otherwise you're kind of just getting like symbols and hieroglyphs and like it it really is like i don't know it's uh, oftentimes with games i'm like kind of put off by exploration i'm kind of like ah i'm just going through the motions and i'm kind of it just feels with this game it it feels totally different like i really am like immersed in the world i don't know if it's just the whole package of the music and the the colors and the environment but it just right from the top like it just kind of sets the stage it doesn't really tell you too much about what's going on and it just kind of throws you right into the action and I, I don't know how to how to describe what I'm loving so much about it, to be honest, like other other than the fact that it just plays like a dream. And like, uh, again, like it, the fact that at first I was like, oh, it's kind of weird that you can't aim like your dash with the right stick and kind of aim it exactly where you want it to go. But once you get further into the game and you're kind of dashing to these like floating platforms, essentially, like the character that you're controlling kind of almost. I don't want to say it locks to those platforms because you can def- you can definitely like miss and, you know, fall off the ledge or whatever. Mm. Um, but for the most part, it kind of like targets as long as you're aiming in the general direction of like the little uh, island you're looking to land on. Like as long as you have the range to reach there, you'll you'll end up landing on it. And it's like you you get to a, like again, you get to that flow state where you're just kind of zipping and it's not there's not like. As much as it is, like, because I feel people, I feel like people talk about this game as like this really action packed, like almost like a Dark Souls esque, like combat, 
right. uh, game and stuff. And it is like that at times, like in it, it, especially in the sense that like you're learning what each enemy, how they behave and and whatnot. But for the most part, you're kind of exploring these really like serene kind of empty like I don't know. They're not like just like some games kind of take that like post-apocalyptic approach and it's like, oh, it's just this wasteland with like nothing going on. But this is still really like it's really lush and like mysterious and like you're going on all these like elevators underground and the map system is like really confusing. But and and that's like maybe a small gripe I'll have is like, man, I've really can't figure out how to read this map. But Uh (laughs) I even say that with like Metroidvania games and stuff. Uh But it's like it's so stylish. And like I feel like once it clicks, it's I, I feel like. Anything that's not clicking is like gonna click eventually because like you you can go to like these different layers of the map where you're like okay now I'm looking at the whole overworld now I'm looking at like the the individual kind of zoomed in perspective and I can kind of pan the camera around wherever I want but then you can go to like the underground like dungeon almost like the the four swords adventure kind of thing we were talking about earlier before we started recording like a little bit like oh here's my underground like here's where all the elevators and all these like different caverns and tunnels connect and like how do those maps all work together within one another like you you do I don't know it's just really fun to like have that mental exercise while I'm playing a game like this that I'm like putting the pieces together and like really I don't know like when when you're looking at a map and you're like just trying to find like oh I'm looking for that one last token or that one last key that I need and you know yeah. what you need and you're it, it can be kind of frustrating whereas with this game I'm finding the exploration is like just fun cuz nice. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing and then when I do find that one thing that's like oh there's that's what I need to be doing or that's oh this is like a currency that I need to give to this guy that I met before or like I don't know there's just these little the, the sense of exploration is just so wonderful and lovely in this game. But then nice. on top of that, like it's it kind of reminds me almost of playing and I actually didn't play this game. I just kind of watched one of my friends play Abzu. I don't know if either of you have ever yeah. played that, but it's kind of like just this. You kind of walk through the motions and you're just kind of like exploring this lost civilization. And it's kind of giving me those feelings like when I'm just kind of exploring the overworld and, and seeing what is around. But then all of a sudden you'll be in like a combat situation but it does like such a great job of like the checkpoints every now and then you'll you will hit a point where like you die and you're like fuck the last time i saved was a while ago when i got to like the the start of this like underground dungeon but for the most part it is kind of like uh kind of similar to metroid dread that we talked about not too long ago where like if you die in this section you're gonna kind of just like respawn right at the beginning of like where you right before you started that combat love that essentially that's it's it's really really well done and yeah just like the the world again the the soundtrack is done by disaster piece yeah. so you know it's good stuff it's super moody that's it's just it, it's just i mean again it, it's this game's been out forever now so you don't need me to tell you it's awesome but it's it's awesome <laughs> i was gonna ask did you ever play ashen not o- only that tiny bit like i think i downloaded it either on game pass or it was on something that I downloaded it and checked out either the demo or on Game Pass, and I played it just for a brief minute. Because that had like a ton. Like I loved Ashen, and I, that was even before yeah. I got really into like my whole Dark Souls renaissance. But like that, right, yeah, the way that yeah. like world in particular handled like a post apocalypse and like really like the a lot of empty space, but like really beautiful atmosphere and like just exploration. Like I, I feel like. 
I always so like I like you said, I always thought of Hyper Light Drifter as like this really intense like hyper yeah. action game, and like you telling me that, like, I was like, oh, maybe maybe this is like the kind of game that I would play because I, right? I am more into the I don't know exploration or like atmosphere of a game. And, it, and the combat feels really like tactical in the sense. So like every like as soon as you hit an enemy, like they have like a health bar that appears beneath them. But it's like very I mean, it's very small, but like it's, you can see it very clearly that it's like segmented. Like, OK, this enemy mm. has two little squares for a health bar. This enemy has eight squares. This enemy has six squares or whatever. So you kind of know. And then again, like with the shotgun, like this enemy maybe has six squares, but man, if I can get in there point blank and hit this thing with all of the shells or whatever, the spread of the shotgun, I can kill it in one shot. Like it really does like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's, I just expected it to be a lot more fast paced where it's like a, it's much more deliberate, but not in, not in the way that dark souls is like really deliberate. And like you might have a weapon or monster hunter where you might have a weapon. That's like this really long, like, almost like animation that you have to accommodate for essentially like mm-hmm. this is like really responsive really reactive but you and and I really I've just I keep forgetting that I unlocked like the grenade bomb item that I have so like I I have that to use as a tool as well to kind of like fend off enemies and keep them at my or keep them at bay or whatever but I I just really love even even the sense of like the unlock screen as I like unlock the currency or whatever to buy new upgrades um, that I still don't even know. Like, there's not like a screen that you go to buy them from. Like, there's been a few different shops I've popped into that it's like, oh, this person can just upgrade this. But again, there when it comes to this stuff, there is no dialogue. It's just like a person will pop up with like three little empty, you know, yellow, like your little yellow squares that you collect, <laughs> which like, I don't know what they are, but you collect them and eventually you're like, oh, hey, I have three of those. And hey, that guy had a little speech bubble with three little empty things over his head. Yes. I bet you I can spend those there. And then you're like, oh, hey, I either unlock something on the map or hey, all of a sudden my yes. pistol's a little more powerful or nice. whatever. But I, again, that sense of exploration and it does start to come together where you're like, oh, that's oh, that's what those are. That's the currency. OK. Or oh, that's the keys or oh, this is like the main unlock system to the overworld or Whatever it is, like, I just feel like I'm slowly piecing it together. And it's been a long time since, like, I mean, again, I talk about it on the podcast all the time. I I feel like it's pretty clear that I just kind of bounce around and play games and get a little taste here and there. And, and I rarely finish a game. And this is one of those games that I'm like, man, I am. I'm kind of sucked into this world. I'm sucked yes. into this environment. I'm mad at myself yes. for waiting until the last possible <laughs> second. But uh, at the same time, I'm glad I finally pulled the trigger and uh Again, I, I this game is worth all the hype. Uh, unlike Undertale, this nice. game is worth <laughs> hey, the hype. All right. hey. Differing opinions <laughs> hey. on that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just kidding. That. I'm just kidding. But uh, but in all seriousness, Hyperlight Drifter. Like I, I was kind of expecting to be a little bit let down. Like you know, it, it's it is really hard for a game that has this level of hype or a movie or whatever it is that you're coming to this long after the fact. To for it to right. really kind of live up and hold up, and I was just like, man, if this came out today, I'd be just as excited. So, hey, um, and, it, and it's kind of got me re-excited to play some more top-down games. Not that I was never going to play a top-down game again. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I was, was an empty supply. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was because I can tell you that one of Kevin's favorite Super Nintendo games is a top-down game by the name of Goof Troop. Oh, thank <laughs> you, thank you. I was going to say, I hope you say Goof Troop, and that's uh, like, I, I guess like. That game's like doing something a little interesting. It's like it's mixing things up a little bit, but 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I just, the Zelda formula on the, in the top down was getting a and it's more not even so much the Zelda games, but the games that are trying to do the Zelda thing and just kind of sure. lacking the personality of their own and yeah. whatever it might be. But yeah, I'm, I'm back on Blossom the top. Tales is also awesome in a top. That's true. That's, that's true, man. That throwing it back to the early days of the podcast. That's right. I baby. still never finished that game. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Um, it, it, and it was, it's not that long. It's not that long. And I was loving what I played too. I, I thought it's that so game good. actually stood up, uh, you know, a little bit above even some of the top down Zelda games. What even, I even would the agree bit I played. You. So, Yes. Nice, man. That that's a good. Re- Thanks for the reminder. I might maybe I'll dip into that. Yeah. So, but uh, I don't know. Anything else we want to chat about this week, guys? Or good to call it a call it a week? I think we're good Let's to call go. it a week. Nice. And I'm gonna have to check out Cruise and Blast too. Who knew yeah. they were still making oh, cruising games? It. But, but yeah, as yes. always, uh, you can find us on the internet at uh, pursuingpixels.com. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I'm doing a little bit of streaming here and there. I know I, I, we're going wishy-washy on the Twitch end of things, but uh, <laughs> but we're on YouTube. We're on we're on the internet, so you can find us anytime. And as always, uh, take care, and uh, we'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye bye. I'd be curious. Yeah, I'd be curious to. Have you played any of the Genesis stuff, uh, Randall? Yeah, actually, because I just throw my money around like I have infinite when I don't. I bought the Mega Drive six-button controller from Japan because it works with the Switch Online stuff. So Nice. Yeah, but I'm a huge Sega guy. I'm like, I'm not going to buy the three-button bullshit you're trying to sell for $60 here. Get out of here. What the hell? Oh, wait. What? So yeah. they they have like the the Japanese versions like the Saturn controller essentially. It's it's the yeah, but it's so there was an official Genesis six button controller too. But yeah, it's oh, okay, and yeah, it's the same idea it's, is that. It but just it's got, only in Japan, like so weird. On to eBay, That's weird. I went. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how about did you pay him much more? Or? Honestly, not horribly much more because yeah, it's sixty bucks for like the three button official version here plus tax and shipping or whatever. So it's no, it was not that much more to get. And you, that. And you feel like you kind of feel like you need those control. Like if again with even with the sixty four, obviously like we yeah, talked about, but even with, with but even with the Genesis, uh, Genesis that three yeah. like horizontal spread, yeah. like yeah, you can't really recreate that on the emulate. Super Nintendo or the four the four face button layout. It feels right with the six button genesis nice. controller as someone that's played a lot of genesis yeah you know, back in the day to present yeah yeah nice yeah there's some new uh rp or old rpg from like 1997 that just dropped recently on steam that like never got localized i forget what it's called but it was like a super nintendo thing somebody tweeted it earlier hmm. Like there's been a lot of that sort of stuff happening lately, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like even, even seeing like, uh, monster world four or whatever coming here. Yeah. Um, And that, uh, that uh, was like a Japan only RPG, uh, moon that like, Oh, that's the one. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Cause that's the, like, it almost looks like a claymation game. It looks really cool. It's not, I'm trying to think of how it's related to Shigesato Itoi. Uh, from Earthbound. Oh, really? A toy I, was involved it's, it's, in that somehow? No, I I think it's like, like they like, it, it's so abstract. It's like, oh, they were inspired by each other or something. Yeah, yeah, I could see that because they're both kind of like offbeat that yeah. sort of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.